Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Nerdy AF. I'm Finch. And I'm Kayla. And today on this episode of the podcast, we had uh, had on Kiera, who goes by Kiera's Workshop on Instagram. Um, if you know her, you love her, you know what she's all about. If you're not following her, go do to, go do so. She does some really incredible things. Um, she's done some incredible builds. Um, outside of everything she's done, she's also a member of the Iron Idiots, which includes uh, Frank, who's been on the show in the past, and also Emily, the engineer, and CTK Creations. Um, so we had a great conversation about cosplay, about her builds, about a lot of the stuff that uh, she's worked on, and also uh, potentially some stuff she's going to work on in the future. Yeah, it was really wonderful talking with her. Um, both Finch and I have known her from the past. We've had some discussions with her. Um, she is an Illinois resident, so we have um, some common trends with being Midwesterners, which is fun. Um, and Finch has met her before um, in the past, and hopefully we all get to meet up again at C2E2. And so we got to talk a little bit about that. Again, we addressed the conversation of how do you pee in an Iron Man suit um, to see a different perspective, although it was kind of the same. Uh, maybe there will be some, some modifications she can design and make for her next suit. Uh, we also talked a little bit about mental health as well when it comes to social media and how important that can be. Again, you know, we really do like to focus on that kind of topic uh, during the podcast just because it is so, um, you know, people just don't talk about it as much as they really should, especially when you do have a really large social media presence. Mm -hmm, for sure. Um, but before we get into the episode and before we introduce Kiara, um, I have to ask, Kayla, how was your holidays? My holidays were really, really good. I totally got some of the best gifts um, in the back here. You can kind of see it. I got an R2-D2 popcorn maker. I got the Witcher sword from Finch. Thank you. Um, I have the boys poster back here. I got a bunch of the boys stuff um, for anyone who has listened to the show or follows us on Instagram. They'll know that we're both big fans of the show. Thank you, Finch, for introducing me. My life has forever been changed. Um, and I got a lot of cool Star Wars stuff too, like star, uh, like lightsaber chopsticks and then um, like a baby, like a, a Grogu like plushie and some other cool stuff. <clears throat> it, was, it was a great, great holiday. Um, just a lot of good relaxation, some, you know, good family and friends. That was, it was really fun. Mm -hmm. did you um you posted on I, I forgot to ask you in person but i saw you posted on instagram i think yesterday did you go see the way of the water i did i so yes it's and i actually haven't seen the first avatar in a, quite a while so i was kind of going in thinking like whoa i don't really know i can't remember but it, it wasn't really needed as a refresher to kind of know what was going on for this one besides for some like the family ties i really enjoyed it it was a long movie visually very stunning um and I usually don't like movies that have like kids perspectives from like the original of the parents that we see in the first movie. Because I'm just like, it, it takes away from the coolness of what we've seen for the parents. But they did that really wonderful um, with everyone working as like a whole family unit. And I think that was definitely the way to kind of portray that. Mm -hmm. it, it made a different dynamic um, with Jake Sully. You know, like it's one thing in the first movie where you're just you fighting for what you believe in um, versus how you fight for what you believe in when you have a family to protect on top of it. You kind of like, you know, if you're just fighting for what you believe in and you only have to worry about you, you kind of tend to just go full tilt, you know, head first into the, into the breach. But when you've got a family to worry about that kind of like changes the dynamic um, in terms of like making sure they're safe first. And then maybe you're, 
having second thoughts about engaging because, you know, it, you kind of would just rather keep everybody out of harm's way. Um, yeah, again, a visually stunning movie. I agree hundred percent. Like it was just, I mean, you expect that, right. When you're going to go see James Cameron make an avatar movie, you're expecting like the CGI to be absolutely top of the line. And it definitely was. Yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent. It was a really good movie. I enjoyed it. And I know, um, just with waiting so long, people had a lot of high expectations for it. And personally, like I, I think it delivered pretty well on those. I, if I had to give it a, a ranking, um, it made me cry. So that always goes up in my opinion, if I like the movie, um, cause it made me feel something, but granted I cry at a lot of things. So take that as well. Um, but I would say like an eight, an 8.5 out of 10, maybe I feel like there could have been some other things happening or, um, diving into a little bit about the other different tribes because I didn't even know that was a thing until they they had it in the movie um, as well as like food I you know me it was my food and I feel like that's a side of culture you know like dancing that like they did some of it with like the water and the animals but they didn't really show much of culture you know during the show like in their huts and you know around that so that was one thing I thought could have added a little bit more depth to mm-hmm. the other clan because we just knew that they didn't really like them as much um, and what they were like in the water, which was like, you know, 80% of what it, what it is. Mm-hmm. We, it'd be interesting to see your thoughts. Cause we talked um, a little over a week ago in a live stream. Cause at that point I had seen the movie and you hadn't. And uh, while I enjoyed it, it definitely had more of a feeling like it was a three hour long episode of a show. Like mm-hmm. rather than it being like premise conflict, you know, big, fight scene and then sort of like fall out and the movie ends it felt like it was an episode and i had heard that like cameron plans on making multiple of these over the next several years uh did you get that feeling from it at all i did too um because and i won't give any spoilers away but you know with when we found out one character having a, like a medical condition um in the show and that like connected why they were experiencing certain things um and then it just that was the one time and it wasn't touched on at all I'm like okay is something crazy gonna happen again or what's kind of going on with them and how are we gonna see that progress that plus you know the obvious at the end of it where people were saved when you weren't expecting them to be um I'm just like that's gonna bite you in the butt later uh, <laughs> so uh, yes there's there's a lot of character development and arcs that we saw in this movie so hopefully that guy doesn't like randomly die or something where it just gets ended that would be awful right for sure um yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> don't die dude we need you for the movie <laughs> literally right <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right. We, we don't uh, we don't have anything uh, super like nerd related coming out till uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which I believe is February. I'm super mm-hmm. stoked for that one. Um, it's February it, 17th. Yeah, I think so. That one um, I'm excited for. There's a bunch of cool stuff coming out this coming year. They're just we're always like anxious for like the next one. Like we feel like every yeah. month there should be something new. Uh, we definitely have Guardians of the Galaxy 3 Marvels, I think, towards the end of the year a uh, bunch of other stuff i'm not gonna sit here and try and list them all or look them up on my phone <laughs> to give you the list but y'all get the idea um we'll say that one for another time but uh i guess uh we'll go ahead and get into the episode yeah yes so without further ado let's get nerdy af how's christmas how's uh the holiday break going for you 
Um, it's really nice. Um, I I finished with one of the most intense semesters of my life so far. Um, and like after, because I was I was cramming on Christmas gifts and like other deadlines too. So once school finished, I was like still working. Um, and I'm finally done with like everything. So I've been sleeping, um, not doing anything, admittedly. Oops. As but <laughs> yeah, um, I've I've ruined my sleep schedule. So we're gonna be fixing at that this week. But yeah, lots of rest, um, getting back on track with life. It's been nice. That's um that Mustafar project that you guys were working on, that thing looked phenomenal. What was kind of like the the deal behind that in terms of like the reason for building it and the way you built it? I know that's a a big question but that thing just like blew my mind yeah so um i took a models and minis class this semester and so basically what you do is you build um like one big miniature for the entire class for the entire semester so i think it's 15 weeks um and so and and then the last the second to last week we partner up with one of the um uh cinematography students and they shoot it for us and so um, I don't know. I like to go big or go home. And so I was like, I'm going to try something really difficult and something the teacher hasn't done yet. And so um, she had no idea how to pull off lava. And so I just kind of like winged it and it happened to work out pretty nice. Um, but yeah, uh, my boyfriend, he did. He took the same class and he also did a Star Wars miniature. So I was like, oh, Star Wars is kind of cool. And uh, specifically episode three, because episode three is the best Star Wars movie, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, yeah, that, that was the main inspiration behind that. And I thought it would be cool to post on my like nerd account because people could appreciate it probably more there. But yeah, it was a it was a fun, challenging little build. I loved it. How did how did you end up doing the lava? Because it looked phenomenal. Okay. Um <laughs> it was like a big oh crap. I don't remember the dimensions, but it was a big acrylic sheet. Um, and then we basically made like a pink foam base that was the exact same size with like side pieces that were like this big to hold it up and like offset it. And then on the inside, I just like zigzagged um, LED strips. Um, and I hooked that up to an Arduino and I programmed in like a lava code. So it kind of like flickered and like pulsed like lava does. And then it was just like a lot of layering. So we did like um, like stuffing. Um, like snow stuffing like fake snow and then um, snow blankets on top of that uh, and then I believe it was we got like those um, adhesive like sheets that you put on windows to like frost it so we did like one of those sheets and then um, just like stuck it down and it seemed to work pretty well um, and on the acrylic on the top of it I used um, it's acrylic gel medium so it's stuff you add to like acrylic paint that makes it thicker and like, I think like just heavier to apply, um, but it dries clear. So I tinted that with orange. And then once that dried, I airbrushed over it like orange and I went over it with like acrylic paints to make like, um, like deeper parts of the lava and like the lava stone and stuff. So it was a, it was a complicated process, but um, yeah. <laughs> that's super creative i would have never yeah. thought to put all those things together for lava it Damn. yeah it, it took a long time to figure out because um without like the diffusion layers like the the stuffing and the snow blankets and all that stuff you could see the strips like really clearly and it didn't look very good so um it happened to be christmas like a couple weeks away and so we had like snow blankets sitting around and so i was like might as well just toss them in there and see how it works and it worked pretty well so yeah 
Yeah, that's good to know. You know, you know, as we're going into the new year as well, I would love to know from your perspective, like looking back at the last year, what was like your most favorite project? And then also what was your most challenging project? That's tough because um, I, I would say, yeah, that's hard because I had the, okay, the two biggest builds, I made a post about this, um, was the Wings and the Mark VI. And I would argue that they were also like the hardest things I've ever done in like my entire life um, for different reasons too. Um, if that counts as an answer, um, I would say the Wings, Wings were completely like a, a whole different realm. Like I've never tried anything like to that scale um, to like make it wearable and like fun not functional. It was supposed to be functional, um, but that was like a whole other thing I had to tackle. Um, but just like building something to that scale and then having to like make it so that it stays on your body was like really, really hard. Um, and then like the sheer just work that was put into it because all of that was like handmade. It wasn't 3D printed, it was like foam. Like I had to make that by hand. So just the amount of work and um, the thought that went into like planning everything was just really, really hard. Um, and then you have like the Mark VI, which is like, I've done Iron Man suits before. So it wasn't like totally out of like my realm, but the amount of time I gave myself to do it was like the hard part. Like I was grinding from like 8 a.m. to 3 a.m. the entire month of July. I think like it was to the point where I didn't feel human anymore. Like I would go to bed and I'm like, like, I, I don't know what I am at this point. Like I just, I, I sleep, I wake up, I go back in the basement and I sit in the basement and I don't talk to anybody. I'll have like one meal a day and then I'll just work on the suit. Um, so like each of them were really, really hard on me for different reasons. Um, and, and also that's why I'm having a hard time like picking which one is my favorite because it's like, personally I think I would say the Iron Man suit because I'm biased but um <laughs> but then the other the other side of me wants to say like well the wings because those are like really insane um so I, I guess that's my answer that's, yeah. that's my uh that's a fair answer I, I remember answer. looking back to at that post and just the sh I remember you working on it too and for a long time and I can only imagine you know the man hours that you put in to to make that possible especially if you give yourself a time frame too so then there's a lot of pressure as yeah. most of us know with con crunch too like we, we've understood that pressure but that's that's a whole nother level <laughs> for you yeah. <laughs> yeah I feel like you uh you redefined con crunch with that one because I remember yeah. like following you like on Instagram. And I think we even had like a couple conversations during that process uh, as you were gearing up for C2E2. And uh, that was just, I mean, that was just insane. I mean, it looks phenomenal. I mean, all the work paid off big time because that thing is just an absolute stunner. I am still like one of the things I will never, ever live down in my entire life is that I did not get to see it in person. And that just yeah. to this day, just like eats me alive. So um, quick story for those of you who are listening. So Kiera and I had been talking leading up to C2E2 um, and, you know, obviously following her on Instagram and seeing the suit that she's building. And I'm like, so excited to like, A, get to meet you in person for the first time. And also to get to see this thing that you have been like con crunching the hell out of. So my wife and I get to C2E2 that morning and we're walking around and I'm wearing flip-flops and one of my flip-flops, like just for whatever reason was just like, I'm done. Like I'm completely done. And it just starts falling apart. 
So like, okay, this is fine. We'll Uber it over to a Target quick. I'll grab like the most basic pair of tennis shoes or anything I can find and we'll get back. We do that. When we get to Target, the Uber leaves. And after the Uber leaves, my wife realizes she left her phone in the Uber and the Uber has gone. And we're trying to like call Uber. And so we like, while we're doing all this, I go inside, I buy a pair of tennis shoes for like 20 bucks, put them on, but we don't want to leave Target because we're like, the Uber might just swing right back around and be like, oh, here's your phone. You know, we're trying to call Uber and the Uber is trying to call the driver and all this. And, and like in the middle of this, I start getting these DMs from Kiara like, hey, I'm at the fountain. Like, <laughs> come down. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. And like by the and we never we ended up not getting her phone back. I want to say till like close to midnight that night. Um, oh, we eventually because they, they eventually Uber was like, we can't get a hold of the driver and he has 24 hours to return it to you. So so eventually we like Ubered back to McCormick and by the time we got there Kira and Emily and, and, and you know Nick had all head out for the day and I and I know I like missed it by like less than 15 minutes and I will never ever ever live that down because it looks absolutely amazing yeah the uh the other end of that story was funny because um I was in the hotel room until like 2 p.m um trying to fix my suit so I could put it on so like the entirety of Saturday was spent like in the hotel room and like everybody was sitting there like trying to help me because they're, they obviously want to go to the convention and I'm like holding everybody up. Um, so I finally suit up. It takes like an hour. Um, and I think I spent like four hours in the suit. It was it was pretty hardcore. Um, that was I think that was one of the longest times I've spent in a suit, especially for a first wear. Um, and I think it was I don't know what time you were at Target. I forgot. But um, I had Emily on my phone. So she was the one DMing you. Um, and we were like, I was trying to DM people who wanted to see the suit. And I'm like, if you want to see the suit, now is your chance. Because my leg was start, my, my leg was bleeding. Um, I have scars on my leg from where the knee was stabbing me. And I, I had Emily look and she's like, like, it's, it's red. Like, you're definitely cut. Like, you're, you're bleeding good. And so I was like, okay, start DMing people and telling them, like, if you want to see the suit, you got to come to the fountain right now. Um, and so, yeah, that was, that was my uh, frantic attempt trying to get you to come and see the suit and then like at one point I was like I gotta tap out like I gotta go back and we were like walking back to the hotel room and people were stopping me for pictures and Emily was like she has to go she's bleeding <laughs> <laughs> and I even had somebody in like the C2E2 group on Facebook um I posted pictures after the fact and they were like oh I heard like some kid asked for your picture but you said you were hurt and you were bleeding like I hope you're okay and I was like oh my god <laughs> But yeah, I was in rough shape. Like uh, I, I actually lost feeling in my thumb for like the last three months. It finally came back, but um, it was really weird. Like I couldn't feel like this entire strip right here because um, the wrist was pushing so hard. But oh. I took some like real life battle damage. Literally, yeah. The sacrifices we make for, for Comic-Con, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so C2E2 is a Comic-Con that I have not been to yet, but I have plans to go this upcoming year. Um, so do you, if you're able to share, unless it's going to be a surprise for people, do you have plans for a different type of suit or a cosplay or what are your plans for C2E2? I think you're going, right? Yes. Um, most likely not going to have any new cosplays. Um, just because I'm also going to WonderCon the weekend before. So I don't know. I think you're going to WonderCon too, right, Finch? Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing WonderCon. Um, I think we're hanging out at Disney for a few days. And then I'm going to make a mad dash back and go to C2E2. So I'm going to be, my feet are going to hurt. But <laughs> I'm going to try to bring, I'm going to try to bring a, a, an Iron Man suit to both. 
so we'll see how that works but um yeah it'll be the mark six yeah that'd be dope yeah, yeah we'll have to um, we'll have to like talk off air and like see what we could fare because i'd mentioned something to Brittany about that um because as the plans i had planned on like not flying back until like late monday night and so mm-hmm. i'd mentioned something to Brittany. i'm like hey do you want to go hang out at avengers campus or she's like oh actually i think the whole iron idiots are gonna go and i'm like okay well we'll have to we'll have to coordinate all that yeah the yeah. um yeah that's that that's crazy and i was like i'd been planning on doing WonderCon for over a year and then what was it just a couple months ago that they announced that they moved c2e2 to march and now they're like back-to-back weekends. And I, I feel like by the time we're done with C2E2, I know at least for me, like I'm going to be like dog meat. Like I'm just going to be mm-hmm. done. Like that's that's yeah. a, that's a lot on a 43-year-old body, you know, <laughs> but, uh, that, but it's that all lines up on my spring break. So I'm literally, I'm going to get on spring break the weekend of WonderCon. And then I go back to school the day after C2E2. Oh, so I don't have a rest period. It's just going to be convention convention oh back to school (laughs) so it'll be interesting but yeah it'll be fun Mm -hmm. i uh i decided to just like the easiest thing to do was just like take the week in between the two cons as like a vacation at work because otherwise otherwise i'd be like trying to rush into work on monday and then friday trying to like get out to go to chicago and i'm like yeah it'll be a lot easier just to be able to come home and decompress for hopefully a day and then uh but fortunately for umec to e to travel wise is really easy you know it's it's pretty darn easy to get there it's just the 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 hours of walking around but it's um and i don't you're like you've done c2e2 in the past um, as have I, this past C2E2 was the first time that I stayed at a hotel that was like attached. Mm-hmm. And that was like, for me, that was a completely different experience. Years past, I would like go like just on Saturday, like I drive in Saturday morning, be there all day Saturday, and then drive back in the evening. Um, staying at the hotel though, for two nights, like the whole atmosphere around there is just such a, such an amazing feeling. It was, it was so cool. Um, it was just like, it was like the center of the nerd universe for two days. It was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've always, um, gotten a hotel just because I, it's like an hour and a half for me, I think for a drive. Um, and I've driven, I drive that like every day for school. So I'm like used to it, but, um, I figured after walking around and like, you know, pretty high intensity cosplays. I don't want to make that drive back and forth. So I always just like default to like a weekend hotel room. Um, and yeah, like you said, like it, it is like a whole community thing and they have like parties and stuff at night. Like there's always something going on um, and you're always like bumping into people in the hotels anyway. So um, the hotel is definitely the way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot more fun. For sure. For sure. The uh, mm-hmm. And um, we um, we almost missed each other on Sunday. I know I got stopped by security and like I was standing there and they were checking me and I saw you walk by and the whole group was like walking a different direction so I'm just like screaming and like security was giving me a really weird look and I was just trying to explain like oh that's my friend like I have to go tell my friends to go find my other friend but they wouldn't let me pass because they were checking my bag for some reason so I was like yeah yeah that's uh I will be the first to say that's one advantage of having a last name like Finch is that it sticks out in a crowd. Like I remember going through security with like my wife and all of a sudden, like I hear Finch, Finch in the distance. And even, and then all of a sudden my wife is like, Finch, turn around. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? And then I, yeah, I see you and Emily and uh, James and Nick there. Yeah. That, that was, that was pretty funny. 
I yeah. feel like I've been talking a lot, so I like want to give Kayla a chance to ask her. Oh, sorry. Well, I was enjoying it because I, I didn't get to go there, but um, I'm looking forward because the last one we did was DragCon, which was, I think, overwhelming for both of us. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad that we're going somewhere that has a sense of being familiar, at least for Finch, where you can kind of show me the ropes. And we need to plan that too. I feel like having more structure and talking to more people, we know a lot more people going to C2E2 this year. So hopefully we can kind of balance that out where we can talk with more people. Um, we're not running around blocks or miles. Oh my gosh. I was wearing five inch heels uh, for the last cosplay too and running around. Oh I remember someone like coming up to me and being like, I love your boots, but I know that's going to kill your feet later. <laughs> I was like, they're already killing me. Yeah. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm excited to have that full experience too. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably my favorite. I, I want to say it's my favorite, but I think WonderCon has replaced that now because that's become like the Iron Idiots. Like, uh, that's that's where we all meet up every year. It used to be Silicon, um, but we couldn't make the trip over the summer because the plane tickets were so expensive. But um, yeah, WonderCon has become the Iron Man convention for us. So, so it's like the party up. convention. We all we all get together again. So it'll be a good time. I like, cool I like for, that. It'll be cool for uh, you guys to like meet the group too. Mm-hmm. Well, Finch is going to be going. And I have to be here for a wedding. So that's that's a really down because I was so pumped for that because yeah. it was so many people to meet and I'm I'm crying inside right now. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, it's a milestone like this, like um, wonder because I didn't really know a lot about WonderCon. And a year ago was when I was like first like getting really deep into like the 3D printing and the cosplay. And that's like the first time, I think it was uh, towards the end of January last year that I had Frank on the old podcast, which was like really where this whole ball started rolling for me. And then, you know, through him, I I got following you and I got following Emily um, and then Brittany and obviously Danny um, and like vicariously living through all of your guys' like Instagram as you were at WonderCon last year. I'm like, the whole time I'm like, I got to go to WonderCon next year. (laughs) I have to go to WonderCon. Like I have to. And in that year, I have met so many people through social media um, that are going to be there that I'm like, I'm like beyond pumped for it. And I feel like. I feel like it's going to, the, the only downside to it is it's going to be like Dragon Con, like it was for me and Kayla, where it was overwhelming, except for the fact that I'm going to be flying it solo. I'm going to just be yeah. like, so if you happen to see somebody who looks like me wearing this Cubs hat, like standing in the middle of somewhere with my eyes like this, just like, <laughs> no, it like, it finally overtook me. Like, yeah. It's over. You need to have like an earpiece and I can just like talk you through it and like strap a camera to your forehead and now I can just be like, oh yeah, check that out. And it's like I'm there in spirit. <laughs> It'll be like mission control at NASA, like Finch, I need you to take a couple deep yeah. breaths. It's going to be okay. We're going to get through this mission. <laughs> now go towards the Funko Pops. That's the, that's the place where I need to see. <laughs> Remember the mission. Right. <laughs> it is build- also... It's really nice too because it's like all it's not all outdoors, but it's like California's nice. And so it's like all there's a big section outside that everybody hangs out at, and then there's like the vendors inside. Mm-hmm. So um and it's the weather's really nice that time of year too. So if you're in like a really hot cosplay, you can just hang out by the fountain and you'll be fine. Yeah. So it's great because there's natural natural light for like photos and stuff. Um, like I don't know if you've been to what is it, the Rosemont Donald E. Stevens. Think what's mm-hmm. it's called yeah that the lighting in there is so bad yeah. <laughs> it's green it's not good 
but yeah. yeah it makes for like good pictures and like just it's a good at- atmosphere to be in mm-hmm. for sure i and personally like just and you're probably the same way like living in illinois the thought of getting on a flight to go to california in march has me excited yeah. because i'm gonna have to wear like a, probably a heavy coat and a stocking cap to o'hare airport and then like be able to like have shorts and flip-flops to change into as soon as i land because <laughs> yeah 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 the um i i want i want to go back a little bit because i got to ask you about the wings um because those wings were just they absolutely blew my mind um they looked phenomenal they looked insanely functional i mean in terms of movement like you're not really going to fly um although i'd watch if somebody did um (laughs) what uh, what was the weight like on those like wearing it like did it it seem pretty like super hefty yes um (laughs) just because like so they're made of eva foam so they really they're not like heavy on their own but once you have like because they're all held they're held together by like pvc and so those connection points to like the actual harness on your chest like it's heavy it's a lot of weight at those two points um and they don't actually it it's it's kind of an illusion um which i'm kind of disappointed about because i wanted them to open and close like you know in the show where he like he goes like this and they like cover his face and like protect him like a shield that was the original plan like i had fishing line in them and like little hooks so he could pull them closed um and it didn't work like the hinge points um would sag because of the weight so Mm. they're fixed unfortunately but um yeah it's it was a big weight issue basically Mm -hmm. so that it, it that was the, the one thing I struggled with a lot with that build because their commission and he didn't really care if they moved um but I did because I was like if I'm gonna do this I want it to like do something because that's kind of my thing and uh yeah I I had a hard time because I was like well I don't want to like compromise and like not have these move but also considering their commission I probably should just get these done the way he wanted them to like be done originally um, and then maybe like come back to it, but yeah, long answer. Yes. Or short answer. Yes. They're, uh, they're pretty hefty. Um, I actually had somebody comment on Instagram. They're like cool wings, but you should make a harness that doesn't crush your chest because like the, in the pictures you can see, they're like just completely squashing my chest. It's like, it, it kind of hurts a little bit, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause we were taught when we did it, when Kayla and I did the, um, the podcast with Jared Superman fit, we were talking about those wings. Cause he really? wants to, he wants to do Hawkman for C2E2. He's yeah. working on a, he's working on a build for that. I don't want to like blow him up if he like decided a week ago, like, yeah, I'm not going to get it done in time or whatever. But that was, cause he was already like starting to like think in his head, like, how am I going to do But how am I going to do the wings? Cause I want him to like be able to expand, but if they're expanded, you can't just like go walking around a con, you know, like a condor, just like <laughs> slapping everybody in the face with something (laughs) well yeah that's like um the wings that i built um were more of he wanted them for photo shoots so it wasn't like actually convention use it was just like something almost like a prop um so it worked well that they don't close because um he doesn't need them to close but i feel like with something for like hawkman isn't that like they're like feathers right yeah they look more like they're yeah. yeah, it would be lighter and he could probably make like the structure out of like a wood instead of a PVC and it would be really lightweight. Mm-hmm. Like you, there are there's like tutorials on YouTube that like you can make like little hinge systems and stuff. But 
I think mine was a little different because they they I wanted them to fold forward and I haven't seen many people who have done that with like PVC and like actual like foam structures compared to like feathers. So it was like a whole like different thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of went into unknown territory, which was kind of my own fault, but you live and you learn. Yeah, that's how you grow though, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I and I got thinking about looking at those wings because like for the long for whatever reason, is as I'm like a certified X-Men freak, as anybody can see. Um, I thought for the longest time, like it would be phenomenal for somebody to like cosplay Archangel. Uh, which of course also has the wings. Of course, those are metal and massive. Like we're talking like just height wise, like they're huge. And, yeah. you know, and of course it's been interpreted by so many different comic book artists in terms of like exactly like, and some of them, he actually has like two sets of wings, like a main set. And then below that have like a smaller set. And I'm like, you know, just trying to like do the engineering in my head, like how you would be even begin to build that. And I'm like, your back would break an hour into a con because you would be like holding like, 70 pounds up just <laughs> trying not to like yeah. fall backwards like a turtle you know My yeah old college backpack with all the textbooks <laughs> in it she's probably yeah. prepared <laughs> all the school you do yeah i mean i um i wore the wings for like 20 minutes for the the photo that i managed to get in them and it like hurts your shoulders real bad um so it's a good thing that they're only for photo shoots because i I would feel really bad giving this guy like wings that like destroy you for 20 minutes. <laughs> did you, did you, do we already talk about how much they weigh? Like, were you ever able to measure that? I didn't No, I didn't. I probably should have brought like a, a scale downstairs. Like, because it's in my basement, which has become like my, my film room. Um, and they barely fit in uh, that room as is. Yes. And I don't have a scale down there. So I would have to like, I'd have to figure out a way to do that. But yeah, I don't even know. I don't know. I have to weigh myself and then put the weight, the wings on and then weigh myself right. again. Because, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I bet it's I'm a lot. I'm kind of scared to find out. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, they can just show activated. how strong you are. You'd be like, yeah, I can totally lift that with ease. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, um, what, um, so uh, for, have you decided yet? Kind of like off on a question Kayla asked earlier for WonderCon and C2E2, are you planning on doing the Mark 7 again or are you going to go back to one of the older suits? Um, I'm thinking it's probably going to be the, the new Mark 6 and then oh, Mark 6. Um, Yelena probably again. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to focus on, I started cable management like a month or two ago and then I got busy with school. So I'm going to do all that stuff, I'm going to like improve the servos and all the systems and stuff like that. Um, I want to finally implement my Jarvis. I've been talking about that for like a year and a half. Um, I have a start on it. I just need to finally do it. And I, and I have break, so I might as well utilize that time. Um, and then I, I also plan on redoing like just some of the body parts, like the arms, for example, were too long, which is why I lost feeling in my thumb. Um, need to fix that so I don't actually permanently damage my nerves. Um, and then also need to fix the leg so I don't permanently damage my legs. <laughs> and then the torso is like so tight that um, when I put it on, it like gets stuck on my head and it really hurts. So I'm going to, I'm making like a flap system that kind of extends, like it, it extends the torso and then like I can put it on and like lock it in place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just like um, quality of life improvements. And then I also want to like repaint some of the portions because I was so busy in Con Crunch that the quality kind of slipped um but yeah like by the time WonderCon rolls around I hope it's almost like a 
at that point, like a Mark six V2 because it's so improved. Um, I really want to like, this is my fifth Iron Man suit I've built over the, the span of what, like almost three years that I've been doing this. And um, well, it's probably more like four now, but um, I've built, this is my fifth one. And I really just want one that I can wear over and over and over like Frank's. Like I want one that's like so sturdy and like foolproof that like, I don't have to keep building new suits that I can improve. Like I, I just really want one solid suit. And so that's the goal for WonderCon is to just have like that one suit. Um, but um, as far as like new cosplays go, I don't really have anything uh, planned for WonderCon and C2E2. I really want to work on something that I don't have to con crunch for because it kind of takes the fun out of it. And then like once you're done with it, you don't even want to look at it anymore. <laughs> um, and that's something that's genuinely something I was struggling with. Um, once I got done with it, like it, it sat on like I, I, I unpacked it for uh c2e2 and it sat on my basement floor for a whole month like i couldn't even go into the room because i i had spent a whole month in that basement like by myself just grinding away at the suit and uh it was exhausting to look at so i i don't want to con crunch again i want to like work on something fun on my own time but i will be helping people um with their cosplays which i can't talk about because it's a secret oh <laughs> are you it's nice to you that oh. no go ahead Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I was just gonna say it's nice that you have like a comfortable um cosplay to like the Elena one because just if there is anything that goes wrong where you hit a lot of those pressure points in the suit even with some fixes it's you know you have like a recovery option yeah <laughs> which is nice yeah. yeah yeah they um they have heels though like the boots so it's like two inch heels it's not like oh, terrible okay. but um not not the best yeah I should probably find there. like find like shoes that blend in enough because they're white i could probably like swap swap for like comfy sandals like on sunday or something oh yeah yeah that's a smart idea <laughs> yeah the um yeah and well then we'll if you do yelena we'll definitely have to get pictures i'm working on my red guardian now um oh, yeah. and i wasn't as somebody who's never because like like i know like maximum carnage and like people who do like a lot of like the cap stuff um i didn't realize till i got that suit and put it on just how freaking warm it is that thing is so warm and I'm like, and I'm already worried. Like I'm going to wear this thing in the sun in California. Like I'm, oh I'm, I'm Scottish. So like my people came from Winterfell. Like mm -hmm. I don't do heat <laughs> like at all. I'm yeah. already stressing about that, but uh, I don't know. I guess I'll just bring a lot of deodorant and shower well. And, uh, but yeah, that'll be, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, I, you know, this is like, just occurred to me randomly. Did, did you see that video that uh, Cursey Fabrications posted yesterday? the yeah the heads up display thing emily yes. was talking about that yeah yeah i followed him i didn't know you didn't follow him but i'm gonna have to check that out yeah that thing looks like so did you see this kayla mm -mm. oh yeah he um he built a fully functional like digital heads up display for inside an iron man helmet and he like Literally. did like a video of him like walking around a con and it's like got like like legit a gps down in the corner and like a horizon thing and like oh my god talk about taking it to the next level i was just like yeah holy cow yeah it's you like need to send me that video mm -hmm. yeah yeah i'll um i'll send it to you right now the um yeah and i some of the innovations that people are coming up for these things they get me so excited and i i can't wait um especially for somebody to like oh that was like the question that uh 
so this, I don't know if you've caught it, but this has become a thing like in our podcast where we have to ask everybody who cosplays, especially people who build suits, which is that, how do you pee in that thing? Because oh, <laughs> or how don't you pee depending? Yeah, yeah. How do you not? Cause that's what Frank said. He's like, you just don't, you hold it like an yeah. adult, you know? I mean, the, the funny thing to say would be um, there's a filtration system, you know, from the movie, <laughs> but uh, seriously, like we just, you go before and you hold it and you just hope that you don't have to pee. Um, honestly though, like I think, um in the past like you sweat so much you don't have to pee which sounds kind of gross but <laughs> it's the truth um but like what I've noticed with 3d printed suits is you don't I don't sweat like it's different when you build a foam suit because foam is like insulating and it's really hot when it's skin tight um but with 3d printed suits they're like really breathable so you really just have to like plan ahead it's like going on a long flight like unless you're like one of those people who has to get up every hour and like go to the bathroom but to each their own I guess <laughs> um but yeah I usually just I plan ahead I don't I, I don't just I don't drink a lot and then you just hope for the best mm-hmm. yeah it's usually only like four hours at a time max um I think WonderCon last year was like all of our records because um there's a clip of us we we came up like an escalator and we're all like just walking like zombies <laughs> and like Frank like Emily's like keeled over and Frank's like are you going to tap out? You should tap out. And then like we go down the escalator and Danny turned on the speaker and we all got like this burst of energy and we went on for like another hour and a half. But <laughs> we were all like dying. Like my boot had exploded. Um, I like we were all in bad shape, but um, never once. I don't I don't think any of us had to like pee. <laughs> that's, that's wild. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Sweating it out is the way it's excreting yeah. all fluid. That's that's wild. I feel yeah. like I need to do like a research project to evaluate the levels of uh, dehydration in Comic-Con players like before and after and measure that because I feel like that would be gnarly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just the fact like it's hard to drink water in an Iron Man suit. Okay. Like you have to have a handler with like a like a water bottle and a straw because you can't like just go like this. Like you've got a helmet on. Yeah. <laughs> so straws are a, a necessary thing. For More sure. I know I the, I didn't realize my first two comic cons I did I was wearing helmets and I'm like a low vision person I never once thought about that and also like auditory wise <laughs> and I was like I am never doing a cosplay with a helmet after that because it was just way too tough and then yeah drinking water and the ones I went to all had like requirements for masks even sometimes under your helmet so I'm like trying to do that and then take off a mask and yeah dehydration yeah. was in my life during that time as well <laughs> we had to um we had to wear masks at um silicon and WonderCon, so uh it was a, just a struggle of we have to put our masks on before our helmets and then like uh we all have most of us have chin buttons so it's like trying to hit the chin button with the mask is kind of hard um yeah that's that's another challenge that a lot of people don't talk about um, yeah should be interesting to see what WonderCon's like this year though mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah, because when we did uh, the pod with JT Quantum, he was talking about that because he wore a suit to Dragon Con. Mm-hmm. Um, he was talking about the exact same thing. He's like, that entire day, I barely ate or drank anything, mm-hmm. especially like that morning. Um, and it never occurred to me until he said so, but it makes a ton of sense. Like the apps, for me personally, anyway, like the absolute inherent nightmare of not being able to sit down for hours. 
Like, I can't tell you how much I love sitting down. Like, it is my favorite. That's why I do a podcast, because I can just sit here. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, to be like, oh, yeah, you're not sitting down for six hours. I'd be like, there better be a good reason, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm excited about that, though. Um, cool, cool, cool. Do you, well, that that's good. That uh, And that kind of seems to be the thing from people that Kayla and I have talked to um, who do this is it's sort of like, you know, if you have a suit and it's the same suit that you wear to like multiple cons, like everyone in between there are modification because every time you wear it, you learn something, you mm -hmm. know, like, I don't know if you know Atlanta Iron Man. Have you, have you seen him at all? We, um, I think we so. Met, yeah, yeah. We met him at Dragon Con. He was really cool. He was actually like a fan of the podcast who tracked us down. Um, and he built, he was wearing his first suit that he ever made. Um, but he made it to look like an Atlanta Braves, like baseball uniform, like the colors and yeah. had like Braves across the chest that lit up. And I think he even said that he like built that thing. Like, you know, he wasn't con crunching. Like he was like a responsible person. Cause I think he said he had the thing built like a month before the con and he would oh put God. it on and just like walk around in it for hours just to be That's like, awesome. oh, just to be like, Oh, what do I need to fix? And by the time he got to con, like that thing was locked in. And it looked phenomenal. And he looked like, like an old school veteran walking around that thing. It was hard to believe it was his first suit. Yeah. That's like, that's the ideal situation is to be able to like finish it early and like find all the flaws before you're literally, it's like 2 PM and you're at the convention. You're like, I need to put this on now and like cross my fingers and hope it fits. Like Literally. both me and Emily have had those moments before. Um, Cause she had hers at, uh, I think it was Silicon. Um, yeah planning is important mm -hmm. so shout out to shout out to him for actually being responsible <laughs> yes. wasn't wasn't he the one who said that he listened to our our podcast with frank and when she said like trial it out beforehand and that's what like led to some success for feeling comfortable is that he definitely did that yeah so, yeah and yeah. like for for kayla and i that was like a proud moment as podcasters because we it like was. we were interviewing him and he was like i listen to your guys's podcast and i heard frank say find all the flaws of it ahead of con ahead of a con so that's what i did guys and we're like okay like I'm glad we could help somebody out there you know? yeah and that's exactly what the podcast is for is you know learning you know we learned learning like how you talked about the law of what kind of materials you can use to do something like that and i think it's so fun to have so many different types of creators in all different fields uh, come on the show because it's always something that someone can learn too. Um, so that's my favorite thing. And hopefully we keep seeing more of that because we have some really smart people on the show. Obviously we have her here. <laughs> She's super talented and Debatable. educated. <laughs> I think so. Um, like the stuff you create. And that was one of my favorite things that really drew me to you is when you were doing some of the modeling stuff for your specific suit, like you don't really get to see a lot of people do that. It's usually like sometimes either or it's the rare times that it comes together. Um, and you have absolutely killed it with your suits and everything that you've made. And it really shows the the time that you've put in. And it's awesome. Thank you. Of course. Yeah. Keep it up. <laughs> Please. I follow all of that. It's great. <laughs> how's, um, how's Nick doing? Um, he, we're trying to get started on a secret I, I don't know if he wants it to keep secret but i'm gonna keep it secret um something for WonderCon. um he may or may not be joining the group we're planning i'm planning on bringing him to WonderCon, so he should be there um which would be cool because uh we he gets to meet like all the iron idiots in person for the first time minus emily because he's met her but yeah um just been catching up on christmas gifts it's been it's been a busy holiday season we all did like secret santas and 
and uh, crazy custom gifts because we don't know how to like control our um, our level of like builds at one time. <laughs> like we always have something going on and then we like pick up the most like complicated gift and we're like, yeah, we're going to do this by Christmas. And it, it just, it, it, it's too much at once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, we were actually just like right before this podcast um, working on a cosplay for WonderCon. So oh. uh, yeah, hopefully we can pull it off. I think we can, but yeah. Well, just like I met at C2E2, just like I missed your Mark Six, I missed his Ghost Rider. Like I oh, saw yeah. pictures of it and it was like so badass. I was just like, yeah. oh my God, that thing. And I think that was when I first started following him because you had like, you know, posted a couple pictures and tagged him in it. And I'm like, holy cow, that is just like, uh, did that, do you know, did that take him like a ton of work to figure, do all that? Because he had like the skull with like the flames on it that were all lit up. And that was just, whoa. He, um, he started it I want to say like a year ago um but he was also he went to the same school I did um and so he was also in school um when he started it um and originally it was supposed to be for Halloween like last year so a while back and he like sculpted the 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 skull out of foam and like like clay foam and stuff with like an EVA foam base and then um he like sculpted the flames in like blender and then printed it in clear filament and then like just we uh we worked together we tried to figure out like a lava or not lava code like a flame code so it's like randomized so it kind of goes up the little scope that he had going um and it was like a, it was a lot of trial and error like just getting like the diffusion and like mounting the strips and stuff like that um he does plan on doing a v2 i think mm. like just with like what he learned um but i don't think he's bringing it to wondercon because we talked about it and um since it's like mainly outside it would, I don't think it would glow as much and it wouldn't look as good. So it would just be like white, like on a skeleton. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. I, I don't know what he plans on doing, but I think the, the general, the general consensus is, is that he's probably not doing it at WonderCon. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure though. I'm yeah. Don't quote me. <laughs> I'll just wait. I'll just wait for the surprise. I can't wait to see the yeah. surprise cosplay. <laughs> yeah. It'll, it'll be cool. It'll be really cool. I know Brittany's doing a surprise cosplay too. So uh, we've got some we've got some big stuff happening to the group this year. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to spoil surprises for people. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Oh, OK, that's fair. <laughs> Stop recording. Right. <laughs> <laughs> have you um, have you started working on the uh, the, the Reinhardt yet? Oh, my God, I want to so bad, so bad. I am. Um, I recently for my uh, class, I think it was my props class. Yeah, my props class. We, uh, I did like a foam arm, like a bionic arm. And I haven't done anything with foam for a really, really long time. Like I kind of defaulted to like 3D printing for a, like a, the last year or two of my life. And um, my roots are in, in EVA foam. And so it was like, a, it took me back and I was like, dang, like I really want to do something like this again. And um, I really want to do Stoneheart like the mm. the stone Reinhardt skin because there's like textures and there's like stuff I can play with with like moss and like airbrushing and I think it'd be a lot of fun um I don't know I have to get rid of those wings first I have to have him pick up those wings because I don't have space in my house I can't build a <laughs> Reinhardt with those wings in my my basement but um maybe one day I don't know I have a lot of build plans in general like uh I I want to build a droid which is like, it's not a space issue. It's a money issue. 
because <laughs> I was looking, I can't remember what what droid it was. It was like what is it? BD BD three, BD one, the little tiny cone one. Is that that's a that's BD, right? I think so, yeah. I don't know. I was I was like, I'm gonna build a droid, but I'm gonna start like small because that's like smart. And I was researching like motors and like just one of the tiny like main motors is like a hundred dollars. Whoa. And I don't I don't currently have like a job because I'm basically a student full time. So I was like, that's that's not gonna work. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to build an R2 one day, but um I mean I could literally start printing one right now. It's just like the electronics and stuff is like an investment. Yeah. Um, but on top of that, I, I have like a lot of builds just in on the back burner when I have money. Like eventually I'll I'll attempt them. But yeah, that's the the really long answer to the Reinhardt question. <laughs> well, I think everyone who yeah, everyone who's into builds and cosplays always has this like, you know, they there's a a spectrum of this is what I can do. This is what I want to do immediately. And then there's a giant nebulous cloud of one days. You know what yeah. I mean? I think everybody yeah, yeah. has that. Yeah. And usually with me, like I'll start like two of them at once. I can never just focus on one thing. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to start this. And then like, it's fun for like a month. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to start another thing. And then I have like, suddenly I have like three projects going on and I'm like, I don't know what to spend money on. <laughs> So it gets, it gets hard. I would recommend not doing that. Um, but I also think it's smart to like pick up like a smaller side build. So if you're doing like an Iron Man suit, um, take a break and like print like a small like mini prop that you can just have fun painting because it's like a good like cleanse, um, especially if you're con crunching, like just step back and do something else, um, which I, I need to take my own advice and do that. But that's that's my word of advice <laughs> that's a good one it can be yeah I feel like I, I have terrible ADHD so if I'm not doing three different things at once I get really bored and just want to discard whatever that is yeah, but especially that's... such a big project too I feel like you you need to still have something that brings you joy because it can be even just fixing a printer can be so frustrating. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, not having some some space for yourself or something that brings you joy after working so long. Oh my God, that would drive me nuts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been considering like, actually, I'm probably going to do it these last few days, um, just doing like Nerf gun repaints. Like I've got Nerf guns from when I was little and I really want to repaint them. So I'm probably going to do that actually. Just like not something that I'd post, just something for fun. Like yeah, I've got it sitting around. Why not? Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that would be fun. Yeah. I like that idea. And I, I completely agree with you, Kayla. As somebody who spent six hours yesterday trying to fix a printer, and I have like <laughs> bloodied up knuckles from getting, you know, to the point where by the end of it, I was so angry. I like wanted to go Tony Stark on it and like throw it in the corner and be like, you're a wine rack now. I'm tired of your crap, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. saving you for spare parts, you know. Oh my gosh, I know. I'm still working on that one CR6 where the last thing I have to do is try to swap out a motherboard again. And that's the last thing I can do. Otherwise, I'm going to see if I can bring it into someone because I've literally replaced every single wire, every single part. Um, and I just want to like hit my head against the window or something. It's just... <laughs> Printers are, and I have all creality, which I really should have diversified um, because it's just everything always just can fall apart. And then having so many different creality printers too, it just gets confusing when you've kind of mastered one and then you go back to the other and you're like, wait, that doesn't even have that. Um, 
it's you need to get the resin printer out finch you still have you have you done that yet no i bought a resin <laughs> printer like four months ago it's still sitting in the box like i haven't oh, yeah and i have three regular printers none of which work like I <laughs> look, like this is how bad I, yeah this is how bad I fell off the wagon. I had a suit that I was working on that I was con crunching for C two E two last year. Like I was gonna get this thing done to the point where I had like sat down and had like I had like this whole spreadsheet and had the math of like print time and how long it was going to take to like parts were going to come off the printer and then and it, it was going to be really tight like it was going to be really tight. I was really worried about it, but I was busting ass. And then it got to the point where like three weeks before C2E2, one of my printers went down and then another one went down. And then the other one just, I I've had problems with it in the past. Uh, like it's a long story, but it quit working. And so I got to the point where like literally two weeks before C2E2, I had to be like, it's not happening. And then I was like, so angry and so like upset about it that I haven't really touched it since because I was just like, you know, and then I had, you know, a surgery a couple of months ago and all this other crap going on. And yeah, it was finally like two days ago. I'm like, all right, I'm not saying that I'm going to do anything for a specific con, but I just want to get the ball rolling again because I've got like piles of like half painted stuff for it. And I've got like a silicone crap laying everywhere from silicone I poured for it and yeah all this thing because I think I even messaged you I think I messaged you like literally like two months before C2E2 and was like hey Kira can I pick your brain when it comes to electronics and you're like yeah sure and then you never heard about it again because yeah, eventually <laughs> I was like throwing stuff against my basement wall <laughs> yeah so where I failed you succeeded magnificently you know so <laughs> it's like at what cost, though? <laughs> yeah. Good point. Sanity out I, the window. <laughs> my my thing is like I feel like I've kind of adopted like the Tony Stark mindset where it's like I'm gonna do this even if it kills me. Like <laughs> I'm going to finish this project. And like while that is great, like uh, for like Instagram purposes, like I can post things and be like, yeah, I finished it. Like on a serious note, like it really does like mess with your mental health. Like you gotta, I am actually going to make a YouTube video about this. I've been meaning to, um, since C2E2, I just, you know, school, um, that's my experience for everything. It is a genuine thing that like took up a lot of my life for the last few months. Um, like con crunch is really intense. Um, especially like if you're really hard on yourself and you have that kind of mindset, um, like I always tell people, I am like my own biggest critic and my own biggest hater. Like I will sit there and I will talk shit on my own, like on my own work. Like I'm like, this is absolutely awful. I cannot wear this to the convention. And I'll spend like, I'll I'll sit there 8 a.m. to 3 a.m. and work on it and work on it and I'll finish it. And then I'll sit there and cry about it because I'm like, this is awful. Like mm -hmm. I hate the work I just did. And I just like wasted this much of my life. Um, and it, it's like, it's a, it's a hobby, you know? And like you want to you want to have fun with your hobby, but then you you take it too far to that point where you have that much pressure on yourself and you set like really in the grand scheme of things, like unrealistic standards for yourself and like timelines um, and it becomes like a chore. And and that's like the last thing you want it to become. So um, not to like derail this on like a super serious <laughs> note, but um, literally like at what cost? Like I, I was burned out for like a month. Like I could not, I couldn't look at the suit. Um, I, I think I kind of like went quiet on social media for a while too, because I was just like, I, I can't, I can't, I can't talk about it. I can't look at it. I can't do anything with it because it, 
put me in such a weird state of mind and uh yeah that's like the dark side that people don't really talk about when it comes to con crunch like it's all fun and games until you like you put yourself in a basement for a month and like just grind it out and don't have fun Mm -hmm. so no i'm we're we're glad you're talking about it because we've only talked about that like one other time and some other things with, with mental health too because it is so real especially when you're known on social media and you're flooded with messages you know some positive some negative you know being there's there's a lot of haters out there so that's actually a really good thing to be mentioning and if you had to give you know the, out of the, your experiences um, and for those who are getting into building 3d printing or wanting to have some kind of social media influence you know any kind of presence out there what would be a piece of advice that you feel would have would help them in that process or something you wish you would have heard as you were getting started um I guess I'll I'll echo something that Frank told me or told the group chat like a long time ago um which was like, don't, don't tell people your, your plans when they're like in development or like, don't tell people what you plan on doing. Because once you get that like idea in people's heads, like, oh, like I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this in the future. This is what you can expect. Then people will expect that from you. And if you don't deliver, then people will be disappointed and you'll, you'll feel like you failed. And it's like, you're setting yourself up for stress and like, potentially failure in that situation um and it's just like if you have like crazy dreams like keep it to yourself for a little bit and like work on it and then like once you do it then you can be like hey I did this and like there's no um risk of like people you know giving you crap for being like oh I'm gonna do this why didn't you do it kind of thing mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah. I don't he said it he said it a lot he said it in a better way than I did, but I'm like paraphrasing what he said. Like, don't put that like outlandish expectation out there for people to hold against you. Basically, um, work on your own time, have fun with it. Um, yeah, just be nice to yourself. Essentially, like, don't you can you can always learn from building. Like, that's what I've like that's what I've learned over the past like four years of doing this is like you have to do things to actually learn like you can't hold yourself back from building because you're afraid it's going to come out like crap because Mm. you have to do it to learn and then once you do it again you can always go back and improve and so yeah um don't don't give yourself or others like crazy expectations Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's really great yeah well it's like tony stark said sometimes you have to run before you can walk right like you just got to throw yourself into it yeah and i agree 100 with what you're saying and i was listening to kind of was listening to a podcast a couple months ago and somebody said something was like a psychologist who was talking who said um you know you can get excited about something that you're gonna that you want to do and that can relate to exactly what we're talking about here and let's say you get really excited like oh i'm gonna do this right you get so excited you're gonna do that And there's part of you that wants the endorphin rush of other people being excited about that. If you tell people about it prior to doing it, you already get that endorphin rush. And then Mm -hmm. when actually the rubber meets the road and you have to start working on it, you're not getting near as the endorphin rush out of it versus not saying anything, keeping your trap shut. And then it just builds and you can keep working on it. Um, And then you, when you tell people, you're telling people by revealing it, by saying, look at this. Look at how badass yeah. I am. You know what I mean? And I think that's yeah. a huge part of it. But the mental health side, 100%. Um, it's, you know, you can get so locked in on tunnel vision that you stop seeing the forest for the trees. 
you know, mm-hmm. and I don't have a ton of cosplay experience, but enough that I understand. Like, I remember like when we were getting ready to, to go Dragon Con and I was doing Butcher and there were several times in there I debated just like scrapping that whole thing. So I'm like, somebody's going to look at me and be like, you're not wearing the right shoes. You're a shit butcher. Why'd you even come here? You know, you get that crap in your head, right? And eventually you're just yeah. like, I'm doing this because I want to. I'm doing this because I want to have fun. I look nothing mm-hmm. like Carl Urban. He's a seven. I'm a 10. I get it. Like, it's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. We can work with it. Um, but, uh, no, all jokes aside though, I, I believe hundred percent with what you're saying. And thankfully, um, I love that you said that And Frank himself has been very vocal on social media about the importance of stepping away, um, mm-hmm. which is hard, especially when you feel like, you know, there's the social media pressure, like you have to keep cranking stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was crap. There was something I was going to say, and I just completely forgot it. <laughs> it could be the title oh my of my God. autobiography. <laughs> it was like, um, <laughs> Oh, okay. It was, um, I was going to talk, I was going to feed off of that. Like you really have to learn to not care about what people think about you, which is something I've also learned, um, being on social media. Uh, people are very mean, very, very mean. Um, you, you just got to learn how to block it out. Just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You just, but you really, you have to like, just, just, let it just whoosh like just don't pay attention to it um which is something i struggled with like way in the beginning i think um the initial post somebody posted uh, a tick like the first tiktok i ever made that like actually like blew up somebody reposted on reddit reddit of all places and uh the comments were not very nice and um i think i cried for like a week like mm. you you just you have to learn how to just read that stuff or ignore it completely and just not let it phase you because it'll mess with your head and then you'll question like should I be doing this should I just give up like you know this person thinks I'm crap so I must be crap like Mm -hmm. it's you gotta remind yourself it's a hobby um and it's something you enjoy and people shouldn't have that kind of influence on you which is something that I also need to take my own advice on because it still does get to me um of course it will I think like as humans it'll always kind of affect you at some point like you even have like celebrities come forward after getting like loads of like hate online for no reason and be like hey this upset me like please stop like it it gets to everybody no matter how much they want to say it doesn't and um I think just being on the internet as a whole and like doing like cosplay in general I, I feel like has gotten more traction on the internet and so there's more people on there like being mean about it and you just have to learn how to block it out mm-hmm. otherwise that's another thing that's going to like take enjoyment from it like just people killing your enthusiasm for something right mm-hmm. and i i know it's something that kayla and i have talked about on this podcast because i think that um by and large i think the vast majority of the people in this community are absolutely phenomenal people it mm-hmm. is you know that i agree with 100 with what you said Um, But I think if you go statistically by the people percentage wise, it is one of the most kindest and uplifting communities that I've ever been a part of. The problem is that small percentage is always really loud and they Mm -hmm. always stick out. You can get a hundred people who say you are phenomenal. That is the best thing I'd ever seen. You get one person who's like, you're an ugly bitch. And that's what you're going to focus on. That's the comment that's going to drive you insane. And I always think it's really important to talk about on this podcast as we talk to cosplayers, 
And a lot of cosplayers listen to this podcast, people who go to cons, like, listen, everybody listening, you are a warden for this community. Like you are part of this community and it, it falls upon all of us to make the community what we want it to be. Um, so everybody has a bad day. You know, everybody at some point in their life probably made some comment somewhere that they think I probably shouldn't have said that. Keep mm -hmm. that in mind. And if you see somebody else doing it, shut it down. Whether it's in person at a con, whether it's on Reddit, whether it's wherever, I realize you'll never completely stamp it out, but like nothing would break my heart more than like 10 years later, the community's a cesspool. Like that would yeah. just be like the worst possible thing that could happen. And I really, really hope that that nothing like that ever comes to pass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, there was a video that William Osmond did. Um, if you're familiar with him on YouTube, uh, where he talked about the exact same thing, like that 1%. He's like, I know I get lots of like positive comments from you guys, but there's days where like I see that 1% comment and it just like it wrecks me. And like he was really upset in that YouTube video. Like he I don't I actually I, I'm not like super familiar with his stuff. I watch him occasionally, but um, we were talking about that video specifically um, in the group chat at one point and like the points that he brought up. So that would be like I don't I don't remember the exact title, but that would be a good video to watch, too. Mm -hmm. um, just talking about just negativity on the internet and like how it impacts people like you can you can act like it doesn't phase you but like eventually it does at some point um maybe you just happen to you know hit hit a low a low point and you see that one comment and just it'll it'll hit you harder than usual um and yeah like you said it would it would be really awful if like this community specifically became negative in that way because i I can honestly say that this is probably the best community that I've ever been in. Like everybody's so supportive and I've made like some of my best friends through this like whole thing. Like I don't, I can't imagine my life in a place um, as good as like where I am now um, without this community. And so I would hate to see like, like I wouldn't, I don't want to say outsiders. That sounds so mean, but like people who aren't like, part of like the nerd community or like cosplayers just like you know tearing it apart um yeah mm -hmm. i agree 100 percent because you can and you know it's so it, it, for me it's such it's a weird gray area talking about like the definition of a nerd because you know i kind of like i i i i'm like the old school i'm like the old school nerd like I'm, I, I'm a nerd from back in the day when nerd wasn't popular. Like I got shoved in lockers in elementary school for reading comic books. And now it's like, it's mainstream. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so for, I went through a period years ago where I was like guarded about the nerd status. Like you need to freaking prove to me you're a nerd. Don't just call yourself a nerd. Like you got to have some nerd cred, bro. Like you can't just like, Oh, I saw Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man. I'm a nerd, dude. I will punch you. You have no <laughs> idea the trail that had to be blazed, but in reality, nerddom, um, and, and of course, for us nerddom, we talk about sci-fi fantasy, we talk about cosplay. Really, nerddom is really just about being super passionate about something that you're into. And there shouldn't be gatekeepers on that, like whatever it is. Like, um, I tease my older sister all the time because she was one of the people who like relentlessly teased me as a child like growing up because they're like oh you're watching transformers you little nerd and now she's like super into harry potter right like yeah. so it'd be like you know that's you know i could it'd be really easy for me to be like oh yeah now you're a nerd yeah shut up yeah no if you're a nerd you're a nerd um so you can very easily in with me all that being said 
you can very easily have somebody who's never 3D printed anything, never cosplayed before, never gone to a con before, but recently really got into the MCU movies, decides to start following somebody on Instagram and sees something they think is stupid and they start making bad comments. Mm-hmm. That's kind of an outsider, right? But I agree with what you're saying. Like, it's still kind of like, but we should be open arms regardless. That doesn't mean yeah. what the person's doing is right. I just talked myself into a theoretical knot, and I don't know where I plan on going with any of that, but you get what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, crap. Crickets. My my brain keeps forgetting what I was going to say. <laughs> That's okay. I haven't said anything in a while. I'm just staring blankly. I'm like, yeah, those are good points. Oh, great, I, um, great knowledge dropped. I When I was younger, um, my brother, he used to watch a lot of Attack on Titan. Um, he would watch like anime before it was like anime like before they called it anime really um, well they called it anime but when we were little we didn't call it anime it was just Attack on Titan on Adult Swim and uh, he he used to be a big fan of Attack on Titan and I was like what you watching anime you little nerd <laughs> and he would like he was really into it and uh, I feel like I kind of squashed it when I was when I was uh, younger but I also we were also really little but then I went through an anime phase in high school and now I'm like a big anime watcher and he likes to make fun of me for it. But <laughs> it's it's okay because it's mutual and it's my brother. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's where it's acceptable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now we're now we're both like equally nerds. Nerds in different ways, I think. Yeah. But, but yeah. And that's the thing, like you said, like nerd can mean anything at this point. Like you, you can be a vacuum nerd. I'm sure there's a community for vacuums. And right. I actually there is a community for vacuums. I've seen TikToks. They're like vacuum collectors. Yes. You can be a vacuum nerd. <laughs> that's a that's a thing. But yeah, you can be a nerd about anything, really. It's yeah. just like how you choose to treat other nerds, really. Yeah. Like everyone's a nerd in their own way. Just don't be mean to the other nerds. Let right. them let them be. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Let them just nerd out on their own. And if not, you know, that's the great thing about the community. If, if we find someone who's just absolutely hating, like we can come in, in an army and destroy oh, yeah. them. Yeah. Um, so don't fuck with us, nerds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will find you. We will get your IP address. <laughs> and we'll send a SWAT team. <laughs> right. We'll send a, a team of Iron Man suits to your door. <laughs> right. Yeah. The Iron Legion is going to be standing outside your freaking door like, what's up, idiot? <laughs> you, know? you ever you... gotten your ass beat by a real life iron man well, yeah. <laughs> are you poop shoot new mover five two nine seven yeah you're in trouble buddy <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah that is too good i can see that yeah and um god vacuum cleaner nerds i kind of want to make fun of them but we just talked about how i shouldn't like, it seems oddly like weird you know it's like one yeah. thing that always cracked me up anybody who knows me knows that like my favorite band and i have like tons of favorite musical acts from like the entire spectrum um my number one favorite musical act in the entire world is metallica and you have james hetfield who's the front man for metallica like the front man for the biggest heavy metal band in the world he's a massive beekeeping nerd that dude loves beekeeping like he was like a member of the san francisco bay area beekeepers association and i just tried to like picture in my head like what that group would look like and then there's James Hetfield sitting in the middle of it. Like, what's up, guys? You got any cool queens? You know, like, <laughs> but you're right. Nerd is nerd. Like, the, the, there was, a, I wish I could quote it. There's a great quote from Simon Pegg about nerd dominant, essentially just being a passion. I cannot, for the life of me, even paraphrase it off the top of my head. Maybe I'll post it 
somewhere in here for anybody who's listening. But um, but yeah, we are um, we're getting to the clock time. Um, I I we I should say cannot thank you enough for taking the time to sit down. I I tried really hard to catch you on your on your breaks. I knew if I had a message you a month ago, you'd be like, yeah, right, bro. That's not happening, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, seriously, thank you for having me on again. Um, because I know you have me on your old podcast, so I always enjoy it. I mean, I like just talking about nerd stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> you too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. And um, we will. I will get to see you at WonderCon, but Kayla and I will both get to see you at C two E two, and we're, we're we're so pumped for that. We we're kind of like debating what we're gonna do. I think about maybe like doing some live streams from the floor or something like that, catching people going by. I don't know. We yeah. got a lot to figure out so we don't get run over. <laughs> Like we did like <laughs> Dragon Con. We didn't, we yeah. didn't, yeah, we got floored. We didn't go into that thing with like much of a plan. We were just going to go in and wing it. And then once we got there, we're like, we're screwed. Fuck. We, we should have <laughs> had a battle plan for this. <laughs> we should have. Yeah. We both coming into C2E2 though, and that will probably include Excel spreadsheets, uh, contact information, and sturdy locations where we'll stay there for a while. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, uh, Kiara, thank you so very much. And uh, yeah, hope we get to talk to you again in the future yeah definitely thank you guys thank you